Broadcasting somewhere beyond the kingdom of Nye, a.k.a. the Deep Night Ticket, during the Woodford Reserve Musers Ticket Campound. Brought to you by Hegwood Property Tax Consultants and Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, the Ticket. All right, it's 141. It's the Woodford Reserve Musers Ticket Campound. Brought to you by Hegwood Property Tax Consultants. Last We're, drink. Last drink. I wish you would have known. I'm empty. What about you want? No, 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 no. Just the double O. Okay. Davey's going to give me a drink. We're here until 5.30, Jake. We're going to hand it off to the musers. And then we'll do our respective shows. I don't know how, but we'll do it. I feel pretty good right now. But let's get into some music. Let's get into the sample platter. Because as you know, we talk about this often. And I know we, I don't know how many years we've been doing this now. It's been a while, and uh, this is what we do. We find probably mainly hip-hop songs. I have a few R&B songs, and we find the songs that they sampled from because hip-hop is uh, a nice, nice product of using, you know, the drum sample from some tune, maybe just the guitar riff, bass line, or just the tune itself. And I always found it fascinating to see uh, those guys put this pieces of the puzzle together to make their hit. Always loved it. So uh, let's jump into it. And I'm going to put an asterisk on this, Jake, and apologize because I may double up. We've been doing it for such a long time, and sometimes I forget. I never have a list in front of me of the things that we've done before. So you may have heard these before, but we're trying to get to 530. So I hope, hopefully uh, they're banging enough that you won't, uh, you know, you won't not want to uh, hear the songs again. Thank you. Thank you, Davey. So let's toast to one last drink on uh, for Davey and his last ticket campaign. There you go. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Wolford Reserve. That's it. All right. There you go. All right. I'm going to start Davey and Jake in 2005 because this song has firmly been in my rotation for I don't know how long. And I love it. Love, love, love it. I, I have my gym planted now. When it comes on in the car, it's all the way up. I don't miss it. It is uh, Nasty Girl, Biggie, Diddy, and Jagged Edge from 2005 Nasty Girl. The Biggie Duets. Ladies and gentlemen, I go on and on and on and go take them to the crib unless they bone in. Easy, call them on the phone and platinum Chanel cologne and I stay. Dress to impress, spark these bitches' interest. Sex is all I expect if they watch TV in the Lex. They know, they know. Quarter past four, left the club tips and say no more. Except how I'm getting home tomorrow. She's a drop it off when he sees P.O. Back of my mind, I hope she swallow. Man, she spilled the drink on my cream wallows. Reached the gate, hungry just ate. Riffin', she got to be to work by eight. This must mean she ain't trying to wait. Conversate, sex on the first date. I state, you know what you do to me. She starts off, but I don't usually. Then I whip it out, rubber, no doubt. Step out, show me what you all about. Fingers in your mouth, open up your blouse. Pull your G string down south. Do that back out in the parking lot. Buy a Cherokee and a green drop top. And I don't stop until I squirt. Jeans, skirt, butt neck, it all works. Whoa. Girl. I love my little nasty girl. I love my little nasty girl. All the ladies, if you really grab me, 
So, we know Biggie is one of the greatest MCs ever. You really don't hear about Diddy, but this is probably my favorite Diddy verse. I need you to shake your little ass and hips. Let's go. I need you to grind like you're working for tips. And give me what I need while we listen to Prince. Cause Miss, you ain't seen the world yet. Rock the pearl yet. Rock them pearl sets. Flew on a pearl jet. My style make a low profile girl smile. Blow a chick back like I blow through a trial. And now you and me can drink some Hennessy. Then we get it on. Mad women wanting the bone Sean Combs. Yeah, Sipping Alright, that's uh, the 2005 hit Nasty Girl. Biggie, Diddy, Jagged Edge doing the course. Love that tune. Now, the sample from that, it's going to be pretty obvious. Uh, they just kind of ripped it. And it's from a song from 1980. And the song is called Skating by Diodato. Diodato, never heard this before, but this is where they grabbed that sample from. a tad but it's going to get to it big time <laughs> just the keyboard working overtime here comes the breakdown Oh, that is It's a good track. That's Skate by no, Neil Dotto. Uh, no lyrics? No, uh no, no, no lyrics. From nineteen eighty. That makes up Nasty Girl, Biggie, Diddy, and Jagged Edge. Now, Jake, I've been doing this a while for you, and you know I have an absolute crazy love for Nate Dogg. You know it. Yes. Love him. He has a voice that's pretty monotone, but, man, do I love Nate Dogg. So let's take you back to 2001, Nate Dogg, and I Got Love. my guy and he was featured all over death row snoop he was just a hook man 
and he had a few uh, songs out of himself, and this is one that I truly love. That's I Got Love, 2001, Nate Dogg. Now, you have to go back all the way to 1970, and a guy, Jake, you know, that has sampled a ton in hip-hop, and that's Donny Hathaway. So 1970, I Believe to My Soul, is where they got I Got Love. Let's check out Donny Hathaway. voices to ever do it dude was trouble trouble jumped out of a hotel window and killed himself but man did that dude put out some absolute banger tracks how old that i don't know youngish oh very youngish way on the younger side but i'm not quite sure man i, I feel weird saying it was in his 20s but uh, this is soulful, man. And anything, anytime you uh, get with Donnie Hathaway, it's going to be soulful. He did a cover, Dan, uh, Davey, of, uh, of Yesterday. That is incredible. Incredible. His voice is awesome. So I'll sort you out with those two. That is, uh, I believe, to my soul, Donnie Hathaway from 1970, that uh, Nate Dogg from 2001, where I got love. All right, I'll hand Jake the cord. We'll come back. We'll continue with the sample platter. We're going to 530. I got a bit of energy now. I got some juice. Let's do it. Take it. Like, it's weird that there's, like, uh, like white kids who are super into roller skating, and then I don't think I knew that, like, black kids were into – like roller skating until the TI movie. They, came they out. only like roll. Oh, you could, you just got. They only like roller ducked s- by a bug. <laughs> they only like roller skating when they can dance in unison. On yeah, but you could do that at, like anywhere though. So it was like, did you grow up with? I mean, were you skating? into? Were you into the speed skate? Or were you into just the couple skate and like the group skate? No, it would be couple skate and group skate. But I just never learned. But we would always have parties when I was in high school or uh, first couple of years in college at skating rinks. But they wouldn't—you weren't skating; you were just dancing. You yeah. know that they shut All it the down. Floor. Yeah, like yeah. Shamrock. There was one in oh, what was the one in Grand Prairie? A forum? Man, I think I have that wrong. I know somebody correct me. But uh, yeah, you just go to parties. But at first, I think everyone thought they, it was too cool to you know roller skate that you're too cool to roller skate that's for girls and all yeah. that but now you will have some straight up gangster dudes yeah out there just slow going backwards wearing their tracksuit <laughs> right and just you know so with, their, with their boys doing the same dances uh-huh. and all that stuff yeah. like it looks recording their tiktok <laughs> it looks so sweet and i when last time i was on roller skates i probably looked like a baby giraffe did like I, I have nothing did you guys hear my roller skate story? No. It's short. I, I'll be brief. But 
Yeah. <laughs> we have time. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was I was maybe I don't know, fifth, sixth grade. I think yeah, probably fifth fifth, sixth grade. And we my family did a lot of shopping at Sears and my birthday was coming up and so we were at Sears one day, my mom was getting something and so I was doing some shopping, thinking about what I wanted for my birthday, and I told my mom before we left Sears, I pointed out a pair of roller skates, and I said, I want these for my birthday, because we used to go to the skating rink, you know, once a month, maybe, that was a hot birthday place, kids would have their birthdays there, you'd do the suicide at the soda fountain, crazy. Yeah, and so I I thought it'd be real cool to have my own skates and not have to do the rentals. And so I went to the skating rink and was excited to break out my brand new skates and I you know, they were still in the box, brought the box to the skating rink and I put them on, laced them up and they were real white and shiny. Like they were crisp and new not a scuff on them and just bright white and so i was there right when they were about to start the speed skate and i was like man i need to see how fast these babies can go and so the speed skate the dj comes on it's time for the speed skate you know anybody who doesn't want to participate with the speed skate needs to get off the floor and so i'm out there and i'm kind of warming up and i get up to speed you know we're full on speed skating and so I'm fifth, sixth grade, and this kid who's probably uh, maybe eighth or ninth grade skates up next to me, and he looks at me, and he looks down at my skates, and then he looks at me again, and he goes, "Those are girl skates," and then he just dusts me, he just mm. off into the <laughs> distance. And did you immediately just go yeah. off, oh, off yeah. the floor, take them off? I finished my lap. I coasted to the exit, and I took them off and put them back in the no. box and never wore them again. Dude. No. Never wore them again. Oh, I can't. stuck with the rentals after that. <laughs> just the beat-up, raggedy ones, but you knew. What Now, were they girl skates? It turns out, I don't know. I mean, I guess because they were white, I was supposed to have black ones i don't know that could have scarred you for life it man. did obviously i remember it <laughs> that's three right yeah okay all right let's take a break we'll come back i'll grab the wheel we'll do more sampler platter deep night ticket ticket tiny desk oh yes so yes. juvenile got shamed into doing tiny desk uh, i don't know if it's already been recorded but it's gonna come out soon dude that this was is one of so my favorite funny. songs of yeah. all time as the know your boy 504 actually is going to do tiny desk and to me i want me a meal to see this how it feels the way it comes off feels negotiating feels Everything looks cheap. I don't want no wall, but I can take it for the 
That tiny desk, it will be it's gonna be so great. <laughs> Is it just gonna be him, you think? In a band? Oh, he's gonna have a full band? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, man, for some reason, when uh, we went to Houston uh, a few weekends ago for the, the Hackers Heritage Golf Tournament, my buddy was driving and on his playlist, Nolia Clap came on like four different times throughout the whole weekend. And man, I love Juvenile. That dude is so solid. <laughs> there you go, Davey. Thank you. Uh, let me give you one more. All right. So how do we feel about the new white man can't jump? Uh, as much as I want to hate, uh, what's his face, Jack, Jack Harlow. Harlow. Jack, Jack Harlow, I can't. He just he he has a likability factor that I can't get over. I mean, I'll check it out. I'm not one of those guys that say, "Oh, why would they, you know, remake White Man Can't Jump?" It wasn't a perfect movie, but you know, you want to see whatever they have modern to kind of spruce it up a bit. So I'll definitely watch it. I don't know if I like it, but I'll watch it. So I'm in a weird spot because I like the guy. I uh, I think he like actually did it, you know, somewhat different than your Post Malones of the world did. Like he actually like toured and tried to build a thing. But I, I don't like the fact that he's making time with Dua Lipa. Well, that's your time. It's everyone's right? time. Yeah. Uh. But he's he kind of has like industry plant feel yeah to him bit. now, uh, but I like the song a lot. Just came out a couple weeks ago, so just like I've been smooth for so long, I'm trying to get rough, buffing my nails, dog. I'm trying to get buff, shaping my beard up. I'm liking the scruff, the hills, cause I'm living my life in the cut. Can't imagine that I'm gonna meet my wife in the club. We gonna see though. I feel like she more of a CEO. He's not bad. He's not bad at all. He's just, I don't know a lot about It's just, when he gets to the chorus, it's like, you're doing Drake. But he is kind of, he is kind of one note with his vocal pride. Yeah. Yeah. But when we get to Drake, we do this, we do this, we do this, we always do this, we never go anywhere from this. But I don't think he should be punished by that because a lot of people will have that influence. And you'll say, hey, you know what? I want to sound like this guy because that's the one I like. So if he's putting it out there like that, if it sounds good, I don't think he should be punished for trying to sound like his guy. So that sample is 1974's Connie Laverne, Can't Live Without It. Okay. I know. That's a jazzy little groove right I know. there. That could be like a Black Puma song. <laughs> Okay, what's the name of the song again? This is Connie Laverne's Can't Live Without You, or Can't Live Without It.
I'm just trying to picture the I'm trying to picture the dude, the engineer behind the board as that was going down. What was he wearing? <laughs> right, big shirt open down to his belly, collar all the way out to his shoulders. Man, my my dream is to learn how to roller skate like some of the people you see on uh on the videos and I, that 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 song sounded like the perfect roller skating oh, rink man. song to just you know just smoothly yeah. go backwards it and has, do the dance it has a, and like a little swerve to it those dudes are the coolest looking people in the world okay and i can i can't even do it like explain to me like the entire like it's weird that there's like uh like white kids who are super into roller skating and then I don't think I knew that like black kids were into like roller skating until the TI movie. They, came they out. only like roll. Oh, you could, you just got. They only like roller ducked by a bug. <laughs> they only like roller skating when they can dance in unison. On yeah, but you can skates. do that at, like anywhere though. So it was like, did you grow up with? I mean, were you skating? into were you into the speed skate? Or were you into just the couple skate and, like, the group skate? No, it would be couple skate and group skate, but I just never learned. But we would always have parties when I was in high school or uh, first couple of years in college at skating rinks. But they wouldn't – you weren't skating. You were just dancing, you yeah. know, that they shut On it the down. Floor. Yeah, like yeah. Shamrock. There was one in – oh, what was the one in Grand Prairie? A forum? Man, I think I have that wrong. I know somebody correct me. But, uh, yeah, you just go to parties. But at first, I think everyone thought they it was too cool to, you know, roller skate. That you're too cool to roller skate. That's for girls and all yeah. that. But now you will have some straight-up gangster dudes yeah. out there just slow going backwards. Wear the tracksuit. <laughs> right. And just, you know, so with, their, with their boys doing the same dances uh-huh. and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, it looks. Recording so, their TikTok. <laughs> it looks so sweet. And I, when, last time I was on roller skates. I probably look like a baby giraffe. Did like I, I, have, I have nothing. Did you guys hear my roller skate story? No. It, it's short. I, I'll be brief. But <laughs> Yeah. We have time. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was, I was maybe, I don't know, fifth, sixth grade. I think, yeah, probably fifth, fifth sixth grade. And we, my family did a lot of shopping at Sears. And... My birthday was coming up, and so we were at Sears one day. My mom was getting something, and so I was doing some shopping, thinking about what I wanted for my birthday, and I told my mom before we left Sears, I pointed out a pair of roller skates, and I said, I want these for my birthday because we used to go to the skating rink, you know, once a month maybe, that was a hot birthday place. Kids would have their birthdays there. You'd do the suicide at the soda fountain. Get crazy. Yeah, and so I, I thought it'd be real cool to have my own skates and not have to do the rentals. And so I went to the skating rink and was excited to break out my brand new skates. And I, you know, they were still in the box. Brought the box to the skating rink and I put them on laced them up and they were real white and shiny like they were crisp and new not a scuff on them and just bright white and so i was there right when they were about to start the speed skate and 
I was like, man, I need to see how fast these babies can go. And so the speed skate, the DJ comes on. It's time for the speed skate. You know, anybody who doesn't want to participate with the speed skate needs to get off the floor. And so I'm out there, and I'm kind of warming up. And I get up to speed. You know, we're full on speed skating. And so I'm fifth, sixth grade, and this kid who's probably uh, maybe eighth or ninth grade skates up next to me, and he looks at me, and he looks down at my skates, and then he looks at me again, and he goes, "Those are girl skates," and then he just dusts me, he just mm, off into the distance. <laughs> And did you immediately just go yeah. off, oh, off yeah. the floor, take them off? I finished my lap. I coasted to the exit, and I took them off and put them back in the no. box and never wore them again. Dude. No. Never wore them again. Oh, I can't. stuck with the rentals after that. <laughs> just a beat-up, raggedy ones that you knew. What Now, were they girl skates? Turns out, I don't know. I mean, I guess because they were white, I was supposed to have black ones i don't know that could have scarred you for life it man. did obviously i remember it <laughs> that's three right yeah okay all right let's take a break we'll come back i'll grab the wheel we'll do more sampler platter deep night ticket ticket we're having fun here no you bet your ass we are it's deep night ticket at the woodford reserve musers ticket compound brought to you by hegwood property tax consultants and sports radio 96 7 and 13 10 the ticket all right, it's the deep night ticket. We're going to 530. It's the Wolf and Reserve Measers ticket compound. We're going to hand it off to the Measers. So that means three hours and 15 minutes from now, you'll hear that five-minute ticker, and the Measers will be here to carry us on throughout the Friday of compound. We got chips. We have chips. We have drinks. We have a candle that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. But we're playing some music, and Davey has stuck it out. Don't know how long he's going to be here, but we would love to have him the whole time, but I don't think that's going to be no, the case. No, I'm, I'm – Are you fading? I'm fading, You're but fading I, I still feel pretty good. I still have a little bit of my brown left. Okay. All right. All right. Well, when, I have yeah. sad news, by the way. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not – you guys are not going to care. Um, but this – this hits hard for me. Andy Rourke, the bassist for the Smiths, has died at the age of 59. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, so that's a tough one, pal. Yeah, that's... Moment of silence? No, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. You sure? Yeah. We can, uh, okay. if you want, we can do... Uh, moment of silence? <laughs> we can do... Uh, we can do How Soon Is Now and Hippie Chick. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that. We'll do that. Just kidding. Stay hard, uh, Andy Rourke. Andy bass, Rourke, bass, bass Smith, bass player. Smith's bass. Dude, he he had some legendary bass lines. Okay, under, underrated. There is player. a light that never goes out. Though. That's right. Will that lead uh, entertainment news tomorrow? I'll shoehorn it in there. Okay. All right. Let's continue with the sampler platter. I'll take the horn. I'll take the wheels of steel. Justin didn't know what the wheels of steels were. Disappointing. It's really weird. Yeah. I thought he would definitely know that. Let's go to 2002, Davey. I don't know how much hip-hop you listen to. I know you Some. love music, but I just don't know if you're into it. But I had a, I had the pleasure of introducing this one artist on stage one time. It's Nelly, 2002. Let's listen to Pimp Juice. One time for the house, that's all we need, baby. One for the house, 
10 bucks in, 20 bucks in, however you want, and you try to see what the first song is going to be from that artist. And if you can't get the first one, the first one they perform. So everyone gets a song, winner gets the money. We love doing that. And we did that one time we went to Vegas. Nelly was performing, and one dude did say Pimp Juice. To say it, but uh, he did play it, but it wasn't first. So that's 2002 Nelly Pimp Juice. Let's talk Staple Sisters Ooh. from 1973. And the song is called Love Comes in All Colors. Whoa. So let's listen. <laughs> let's listen to the staple singers. Sounds like it's from the soundtrack of a movie. Like a black exploitation yeah. movie or something. Yeah, like so, it's yeah. panning through the neighborhood. <laughs> like, walking by like a white girl, Hispanic girl, and they tell you, your love comes in all colors now. Yeah. Come on. That's 1973. All right, let's go to 2014 because we do play a lot of hip-hop here, but there are times when the R&B music will sample songs also. And this cat has absolutely blown up because he did do a tiny desk probably the best tiny desk i've seen since they've been doing it and he has a residency in uh vegas that i don't know why i haven't gone seen uh, gone to see it yet a lot of people have and they loved it so much and it's usher and i think this is a great usher song dude it's called uh good kisser watch this I done been around the world, I done kissed a lot of girls, so I'm guessing that it's true. <laughs> Make me holler and I bet a million dollars, don't nobody kiss it like you. <laughs> don't nobody kiss it like you, don't nobody kiss it like you. Bang, bang, bang. Don't nobody kiss it like you, don't nobody kiss it like you. Uh. It's five in the morning, Kush is rolling, what's she making, staking eggs? Kush yeah. is rolling. Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. At five in the morning, we can 
so the devil is a lie and other girls can't compete with mine you do it so good you my mind you pull it out then you open fire you make me want to tap out and retire that pretty lips leave me so inspired I, I, I think that she a winner she could be a keeper cause she's such a good so we saw him in concert he opened for Janet Jackson on the I want to say it was the Escapade Tour. And that's when he was first coming out. He did his thing. Janet Jackson did her thing. And I was like, man, this kid has a little something, you know. But, man, he is the talk of the town in Vegas. Everyone, besides Silk Sonic, Usher has the bomb residency there in Vegas. So let's go to 1974. And the song is called Montego Bay. And uh, the artist is... Oh, Montego, babe. <laughs> no, no, that's not it. <laughs> right. Foster Silvers from Takes a turn. I love it. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> I love it. It's weird, like yeah. alternate universe Jackson Five, like the Mormon Jackson Jamaican Five. Jackson Five. Yeah, yeah. Just put some kids together and just go for it. So that's uh, 1974. Foster Silver's Montego Bay. Now, this next song is because Davey gave me the inspiration. Davey did a F around show for New Order. Thank you. On the ticket. Thank you for that. And I texted that. you right afterwards. I really enjoyed you, you it. You were I, so supportive. I didn't know a thing about New Order, but I really, really dug the, uh, the show that you did. I had fun doing it. And it inspired me to do the same thing. And when New Edition was in town... I did a new edition uh, F around show before their concert. I did the, uh, I tweeted the new order and then the hand clap. That's right, and that's then right. New edition. <laughs> that's right. You did. And uh, this song is from 1996, and we did play this on our F around show, new edition. The song has hit me off. Sexy dance before you kind of slow it down a bit. This is not deal closing. Slow. Yeah, but a fun fact about this song, you know, of course, 
Bobby Brown gets kicked out. He goes off. He does his solo thing. They do another album or so. This was the first time that they came back together. This was the lead single. This is a Diddy track. They got with Diddy. And uh, Diddy was probably more of, hey, I know Bobby has a little something. So the couple of lead singles that they put out from this album, Bobby was the lead on this. And I promise you, it didn't go well with the rest of those boys. No, it didn't, man. They have had some issues with them. But this is How a good track. How long were they apart? Oh, man. Bobby got kicked out pretty early. Like uh, two albums, right? Like together? New Edition? Yes, two albums together. Bobby get, gets kicked out. They do one more with just four. Then they bring in Johnny Gill. They do two with Johnny Gill. Then they do Hit Me Off all together. Uh, so that's uh, Hit Me Off 1996 uh, New Edition. This is Bob James. Are you familiar with Bob James, Davey? Never heard of him. Okay. I didn't know if uh, you were not. The song is called Storm King from 1976. Thunderhead and Rain. <laughs> this is the sample. Check it out. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. This is some hot live bed music. Like live spot. (laughs) (laughs) I might put this under a live spot next time. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And you can tell he's just right. Are you having trouble with your foundation? (laughs) How's your tea? (laughs) Check everything out. Get your levels. Have you considered hair plugs? (laughs) Donnie here. <laughs> so that is Bob. Play the other one. Uh, hit me off. Okay, I will play the other one. Here we go. Okay. Alright, I'll give you one more before we go to break. And again, I feel like this is one of the yeah. ones that we've played before. So I apologize if we have. But uh, 50 Cent, who's coming to town. Did you see the block of shows that's coming to town at the end of August? It's yeah. LL Cool J, which, the you know, roots. that's my yeah, that's yeah. my GOAT. That's yeah, yeah. my number one, LL Cool J. I'll do another F around show with LL playing his tracks okay. for a couple of hours. And then it's 50 Cent that's coming to town. And then I think on the, that's the 24th for LL. The 25th is uh, 50 Cent. Then the 27th. It's like Drew Hill and SWV, and that's all right in my wheelhouse. But let's go with uh, 21 questions from 50 Cent. This is real lazy. He has that unique style for sure. Yeah, he doesn't open his mouth a lot. Uh, Almost like when Shaq talks. He's the Shaq of rap. (laughs) Although Shaq raps. Have love for me, girl. 
Yeah. Big hit from 50. 21 questions from 2003. Let's listen to a little bit. It was the... Uh, Oh, uh, Chelsea Handler, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Weird couple. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why weird? I just don't picture them running in the same circle. Like, how do they meet? But they're both famous. So. Right. All right, so that is 50 Cent, 21 questions. Let's go to 1978, Jake. And a guy that we've been doing this for a while that will always have a song hitting around and being sampled because he was huge back in the 70s. It's Barry White. It's only love doing its thing. That's the name of the song from Barry White in 1978. Check oh, it out. This is going to be good. I must relax. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just straight guitar, huh? Yeah. And you know what? It's almost just at the very beginning. I'll play it again, but just listen to the very beginning. But once they get into the tune, you really don't hear it. I must relax you. I mean, I mean totally relax you. <laughs> totally relax you. Because love is a kind of a thing that... Now that's a little, that's love making music right there. Kind of a thing that what? That you shouldn't do unless you're... That's what? Okay. Consenting. And then adult. Totally relax you. To where you feel that you're ready for. That you're ready for anything. Uh Amen. I accidentally (laughs) go. A little bit lower than you were expecting. Lord have mercy. There's never been a guy that talks so much on his track because of his voice. Like he had a really good singing voice. Now he's singing now. But he just talked so much because he had it. Yeah, well, the producer's always like, you keep going. The, you should do the talking <laughs> Just keep talking. Don't worry about singing. Just keep talking. All right, that's uh, It's Only Love Doing Its Thing. That's Barry White from 1978. So uh, we'll come back. Jake has the mic. We'll get more sample platter. It's the Deep Night Ticket on the ticket. One more. All right. What happens on the Deep Night Ticket stays between P1s on the Deep Night Ticket during the Woodford Reserve Musers Ticket Campound. Brought to you by Hegwood Property Tax Consultants and Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. It's 2.37. Uh-oh, it's hitting you now, right? It's hitting you now. It's the Deep Night Ticket, the Wolford Reserve Musers Ticket Campound. Brought to you by Hegwood Property Tax Consultants. We're going to try our best. To, no, no. We're going to make it to 5.30. I have faith in you. Yeah, I think. I, you guys are good. I'm fine now. But don't yawn in front of me. Don't do yeah, that I'm again sorry. because I that's contagious that. and it will it will hit me hard. All right, we're in the middle. Oh, we're at the very beginning of the sample platter. This is Danny up uh, Danny, damn it. Davies. First sample platter. Hopefully you're enjoying Brain this, slip. man. I know you are a uh, 
a huge music fan, and maybe this yeah, is not but, in but your... Yeah, but you know what's fun is that you and I are both huge music fans, but we don't have a ton of crossover between our No, fandoms. No, we don't. We don't. And so we're always bringing something new to the this other. One? And I love it. Yeah. I love discovering new things. All right, this one gets uh, just trashed on the station nonstop. It is one of the worst songs ever. I love it. Because you were a, a toddler when it came out. I just think it's soulful. Soulful? What's yeah. soulful about it? With the the 80s production, there's nothing soulful about it. No. You have the wrong word for that, bro. Obviously, Starship with We Built This City. Uh, the key thing there is We Built This City on Rock and Roll. What if we just cut it off at uh, We Built This City on Rock? The Diplomats got the sample. Jim Jones, Joel Santana, Cameron. This is a good song. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I appreciate them cutting it off where they did. See, it's uh, crack cocaine, David. I, I much. Yeah, it, it makes sense. It <laughs> yeah, makes sense. It's uh, uh, similar to Barry White, where like. They're like, do, do the, the talk-up bit, Barry. There, there's just so many of these songs where the first 30 to 45 seconds are them talking about getting ready to do the song. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. We up in here. We're about to do this. <laughs> What's wrong with that? But you know what? It's funny that, because they, you cut that off. That's before the song. You remember, remember Notorious, the movie, when uh, Diddy was trying to get Biggie to do. Uh, uh, it was all the dream. You read Word of Magazine with Juicy with the M Two May song, and he was like kind of laughing at it. And I will bet you that if the producer put that in front of the diplomats and said, "I right, we built this city on rock and roll. Come on, let's make this track," and they're like, "Man, please!" Like that doesn't even fit. And then when, once you get the music in front of you, you go, okay, I can work uh, with this. Like, you know, you just never yeah. think that that'll come together. Did you see the verses between Diplomats and the Locks? I did. Dude. So what What was the city it was built on rock, on crack cocaine? Uh, well, in New, that case, it would be New York. New York, okay. yeah. That yeah. makes sense. That's where they're from. But that may have been, and that's still today, is I go search for that verses and that particular point where Jadakus obliterates the whole entire diplomat crew with two minutes of a freestyle that will knock you on your ass. It's the greatest thing you'll ever see. Speaking of the locks. My dudes. And this one with, uh, I told you I've been doing a lot of DMX. Okay. Yeah. 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 Money, power, respect. Lil' Kim, DMX, the locks. This is an anthem. Anthem. 
all flicked out about it. We take yours while you proud about it. Truck, step out, boom, when the crowd around it. You can see me on Optimum TV. Go in your bathroom, turn the light out, scream, Bloody Mary. One, two, three, chic ain't your usual friend. But I can set you up like Heisen and walk straight at the end. I'm done with ice and charms. I'm trying to ice my whole cast when I'm gone. Pull up with class on the dog. Once I Folks. 1979, Dexter Wansell, New Beginning. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh my god, that's uh, such I a 70s song! I knew you'd love this one. Like, you hear it, and you think about money, power, respect, and how hard they're gonna go. Yeah, yeah. And then you hear the sample, and you think it's gonna go just as hard, and it's this dude that's. <laughs> oh, he's singing about a new beginning! <laughs> That's great. Alright. Uh, let's see. I love here. that song. That is that is never skip. I don't care what kind of mood I'm in. A lot of times if I'm listening to some slow tunes going into work and want to sing a little bit, if that pops up, it's always on ten. You just walk into work, you're like, money, power. <laughs> <laughs> it's the key to life. You better respect me, my okay, money so and my power. <clears throat> the other thing that, uh, in addition to uh, little, DMX, do you have like uh, two or three albums that are from your graduating year that you oh, overly identify with? It's 1988 for me. Not... Like the album I really remember, I really just listened to backwards and forwards, trying to learn every word. That was Eric B. and Rakim. But I think that came out in 87. But it kind of bled over in the 88. And that was the one I like bought with my, you know, I had a, got my job, first money. And I was in my room constantly, headphones, just trying to get every word to Eric B. and Rakim. And that's when the DJ was the headliner the over star. the rapper. The DJ was the star. Uh, 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 DJ Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince, Eric B, Rock Him. It was always the DJ first, but yeah, I was I was about Eric B and Rock Him a lot. Okay, I know this sounds weird because this song does not seem this old, but Get Rich or Die Trying came out in two thousand three. Fifty, okay. So I was seventeen. <laughs> I was obsessed <laughs> with this album. Did he got shot? Nine times. And of course, there was like the Dre, Eminem, Aftermath, Bean sure, sure. Angle. I'm like, all right, man. It is funny to think about. Like the greatest rapper year by year by year. Because 50 had about two or three years where he just could not be touched. He was he was hit. I feel like this album is a classic. It is a classic. That's, I don't think there's any arguing about it at all. So that's, uh, that's 50 Cent's Mini Men. 
<laughs> and that is a sample of the 1997 song by Tavares, Out of the Picture. What year is this? Uh, I think I said 97. It's uh, 77. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. That, that makes yeah. more sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all have the same suit. Okay, that dude's definitely in a burnt orange suit. No doubt, no doubt. And the other members have on the different colors, so yeah. they're up there matching. Play, play 50 again. Yeah, yeah. Lose your head. Turn your back on me. I walk around on my waist, chip on my shoulder top. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so sometimes uh, it's obvious. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, right, right. right. No, no question. Uh, okay, so this one's uh, interesting because uh, it's another 50, and the sample is from the 80s, and I think Donovan will love it. This is the game in 50 Cent. The game, of course, like the uh, West Coast version of what um, – how do you put this? I don't know. It was like uh, when – Eminem and and Dre had Fifty Cent. Yeah, they yeah, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was great. They had, they, they had. Are you playing Hate or Love It? Oh no, no. This is uh, West Side Story. Okay. The game featuring Fifty Cent. Uh, also think the documentary by the game is a classic, but. Just pump oh, it. Bro. It's fine. Since the West Coast fell off, the streets been watching. The West Coast never fell off. I was sleeping Compton. Aftermath been here. The beat's been knocking. Nate Dog doing his thing. DPG still popping. I got California love to that pop. And West Side Connection been had it locked. Do you recognize that at all? I can't wrap my head around it, but I know I'm going to hate myself for not it's, knowing it before so we played it's, it. So it's just the straight. I'm in the rear view. My is cocking. I put red dots on that head like rockin'. All stars, fat laces, gun charge, court cases, fought that. Not guilty, I'm back. Take me, been there, done that. So That's so not it, Dre, is it? It sounds different, but this is Houdini, the freaks come out at night. Why did I? Oh, my God. You know what? I should just stop. Uh, yeah. I, I should just stop. How did I not know that? Next. Ah! Man, I love Houdini so much. That's exactly right. That's it. It's a different pitch, though. You yeah, it's just pitched right, up. Right, right. come out at night. The freaks come out at night. Oh man! When I tell you, it's out the dark, and it ain't till twelve till the party really starts. Here it goes, folks. Be home by ten, right before the fun was about to begin. To rock the house. Can I tell you, I danced so much to Houdini when I was in school. The streets come out at night. 
The freaks come out at night. One of the most unique voices in rap history, Ecstasy, that went hard, and he's no longer with us. That death hurt me. Like I we like to rapidly, rapidly, <laughs> hey, 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 rapidly. Hang on, you. don't you disparage the rap from the '80s? That was good. Now we think it's all sophisticated and stuff. Those dudes laid, those dudes laid the foundation for what they're doing now. <laughs> You're not talking about Houdini. We will fight out in the middle of nowhere if you talk about Houdini, Davey. <laughs> we will go to fisticuffs. All right, I just got a message, Jake, from oh, no. old Tuba Lips. Oh, he's listening. He told us he had a story. He wants to join us. Oh, he should, because I'm going to check out. All right. He can tag in. Fair. Justin's going to tag in. He wants to talk to us. Love you, Monty. We'll uh, come back. Sample platter. Next. Ticket. From the time you go to bed to your middle-of-the-night bathroom run until you wake her up in that special way, the Deep Night Ticket rolls on. From the Wartford Reserve Musers Ticket Compound. Brought to you by Hegwood Property Tax Consultants and Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. All right. The Deep Night Ticket, the Wartford Reserve Musers Ticket Compound. Brought to you by Hegwood Property Tax Consultants. It's the Deep Night Ticket, and we are here until 530. We're going to hand it off to the Musers and the five-minute ticker. We're waiting on old Tuba Lips to call in because he texted me and said he had a story. But I've told you this, Jake. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the air before, but I think you know, and I was really jealous when you went and traveled to Atlanta for the Young Jeezy show that was backed by an orchestra. Yes. And it just looked, it sounded really cool when you mentioned it to me. I'm not a huge Young Jeezy fan, but it may be something... Maybe it's something I would have looked into if I would have known about it and just checked it out for the experience. And I told you that I've never, ever traveled out of town for a concert before, ever. And then uh, it was a uh, probably a weekend in March. I just remember my wife was out of town, and I saw online that there was going to be this orchestra at the Majestic. And it was a black orchestra called Orchestra. I always get this word wrong. N-O-I-R. Noir. Noir. Orchestra Noir. And when I saw it, I was like, man, that's that's pretty interesting. But then I just kind of forgot about it. So the next week, people started posting about that concert. And I was kind of mad at myself, like, dang it. I, I knew it was something that I was missing. I wanted to go and check it out because it looked fun. They had some pictures from the inside. And, man, everybody's on their feet. They're dressed pretty nice. And, I mean, everyone is just jamming their asses off. And I was like, I cannot believe I missed that. So I went online, checked it out, and then I looked and saw that they were going to be in New Orleans second weekend in June. I said, F it. I'm going to do it. Went and bought tickets, got the, uh, got the uh, hotel and flights and all that. So that's the first time I'm ever traveling for a concert when we go see the Orchestra Noir uh, in New Orleans on the uh, 10th of June. That's amazing. But then I got some alert. I don't know how I saw it. I think it was an Instagram post or whatnot that it was the 30th anniversary of Doggy Style. Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre produced. They're doing two shows at the Hollywood Bowl. And I was like, man, that sounds awesome. And then I saw it was backed by an orchestra. Okay. I'm sold. I'm going. Let's go. 
So as you know, I'm online trying to find tickets, trying to uh, see if I'm online, you know, and waiting, 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 got the ticket. So I'm going from 51 years of living, never traveling to a concert, two times in one month. I will be traveling to shows. So I'm going to the Hollywood Bowl. Never been to that iconic place. Going to the Hollywood Bowl to check out Snoop Dogg's 30th anniversary of Doggy Style. And I cannot blanking wait. You can't take it with you, man. No, no, you can't. It's uh, it's one of those experience things that I know that I will love forever. All right, speaking of West Coast, let's get back to the sample platter. And this guy, I think, gets overlooked a ton because of his accident. And he's mainly associated with Dr. Dang. Dre and what they did in the West Coast. But this cat is local, and he's from Dallas. And I want to talk to him so badly. And I thought maybe one time if we did the sample platter just, you know, on a Thursday night F around show, maybe he would join in and call in or even sit in because he's pretty active on Twitter. And it's the DOC. And he was behind some of those huge West Coast hits. Don't get it twisted. That dude was an incredible rapper, incredible writer until he had the accident and he lost his voice. But I do think he's coming out with another album here uh maybe in the next few months or so. I think that's what I heard, but I may be wrong. So let's get back to the sample platter. And this is the formula. And this is DOC, and this is from 1989. Like the doctor, beating to the RE suckers ready to leap up on the tip when we made it. Created so I'll never be regarded as a regular. More than just a little bit better than my competitor. You should never underestimate the fashion. I hope for the stage, whether I'm cooling or thrashing. Cracking the concoction created by me when red you read e equals a D-O to the C. Knowledge and the talent that my mother had born the heart equals an artist. I won't be warned. What is that, Dre? I'm telling you, man. Like, this sounds like 80s rap, and I think a, people, a lot of people may roll their eyes because it's kind of the 80s rap style or whatever, but that dude was going to be a star. No question about it. Did he None. write? I know I should know this, being a, that he's from Dallas, but did he write for the rest of them? Yes. Okay. He did write for the rest of them. Because this sounds like... An easy rap. It sounds like a WA. It, it does. sounds yeah. like easy. It sounds yeah. like all those guys on the West Coast doing their thing, and he was a huge part of it. Uh, and when, if you watch the movie, Straight Out of Compton, right when they're about to get started, you hear the dude who played Dre say, Hey, I got my cat out of Dallas, DOC, coming here, and we can make these things happen. This dude was going to be big before that accident. So that's. Uh, 1989, that's the formula by the DOC. And you know when you have a sample from this dude, you got to get clearance because you will get sued out of your ass. So they uh, they sampled Marvin Gaye from 1971. And you'll hear it underneath. This is uh, Inner City Blues, Make Me Wanna Holla.
you hear dun 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 yeah this is a smooth Marvin Gaye track man one of those tracks I don't think it talks about enough when you talk about his hits this is a good one this is soulful man real soulful I love this track. I love this track. Love DLC, man. Again, I'm going to try my best to get him on some form of show, whether it's a sample platter or even our show, just to talk to him. Are and how you? That... <laughs> right, yeah. I really do have that to think about. But let's go to the hotline, and let's go to old Tuba Lips. Old Justin Montemayor. Hey, yo. Justin. Yeah, that song was, was so full, but... Not as soulful as we built this city on rock and roll. I know. Yeah. Like Let's be honest. Jake's like, hey man, some soul. And we built this city. I like it. It has zero soul. It's not yeah. a bad song. Okay. Some people may not think it's a bad song, but no soul. What's up, man? Just listen to y'all crush it on the, the steely wheels or whatever. The wheels of steel and you know that. Um, you are not that young. Steely wheels. I don't know something. <laughs> I use I just I just hit play on my phone. It plays. Yeah. I feel like you not only should have been a rapper, you could have been a really good DJ. DJ crutches on the wheels of steel. Uh, I'm more of a lyrics man, not much of a music or production guy. Something's wrong with you, dude. I mean, not, not at all. You know, not the obvious. It's just Ooh, being something. Else. What, what's the obvious? What? For people that are just now look tuning in, have no idea who I am. What's the obvious? Everyone knows you, Justin. Mm-mm. Your tuba lips. That's you told right. me you had a story. Tell me a story. What's up? So I do have a story. This was uh. This, I thought of this earlier when I heard y'all talking about Davy's bad bathroom incidents, and it's actually very good timing because I saw a person that I don't think I've seen in 15 or 16 years, and it was a girl that I went to high school with. Now, this was a girl that I was trying to get with uh, Wienerly. If you will. Okay. And she invited me over to her house. And I said, okay, this is going to be a great opportunity for us to hang out, watch the real world or whatever we're going to do. It's going to be awesome. So we're at her house hanging out. And I am probably 10, 15 minutes away from my right hand smelling like a tackle box. And all of a sudden, my stomach starts gurgling. The Dunham zone is right there. It's in Richardson. And I say, hey, where's your bathroom? Need to go hit the bathroom real quick. Go to the bathroom and 
let out everything I'd eaten since probably the third grade. And I'm in there, and if you've seen the movie Along Came Polly, this is very similar to that. Long story short, I clogged up her toilet. Mm. Wouldn't go down. Mm. And there was no plunger in there. So now I'm sitting there with a commode full of my hell with my pants around my ankles saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And a rager that oh. just wouldn't stop. Yeah, so that thing's in my way. I got to I gotta tame that thing. And so now I'm starting to go over the options in my head. Option one is I try to figure out this situation myself, go in there with my hand and figure it out. That's mm-hmm. probably not going to happen. Option two, I run out of there like an absolute coward and leave it for her to deal with. And then option three, which is honestly probably the one that would be even more or less likely to happen, is as I was 10 minutes away from wanting to be with her in a bed manner, asking her if she can bring me a plunger Oh wow! to plunge my tacos down the toilet. And I'll tell you, boys, I chose option two. I ran out of there, crutches clinking along her floor, and I have and, never talked to her or seen her in 16 years since. And you was, just didn't even a say a word? That was a move. I Dude. didn't say a single word to her again. And I saw her again within the last couple of weeks. Mm. And Did you confess? I was just waiting for her. Uh, no. <laughs> that would have been a tough one to bring up out of nowhere. But I was waiting for her because I would have had no excuse. But... In her mind, she sees me just flying out of the bathroom, it, relatively flying, my flying, out of the bathroom, and I just take off. So she probably thinks I have some kind of emergency or something. She doesn't know what. But then she goes into the bathroom and sees what I left her and her family, and I understand why she didn't reach out to me much either. So what was the reunion but, like What did uh, when you saw her for the first time in all those years? I mean, was it like, hey, it was, was she friendly? Yeah, I mean, it, it, we didn't have a long conversation or anything, but my face was just absolutely plastered with a failed smile. Just like I said, like I was waiting for her to send me a bill for whatever plumbing work she had done, or maybe she just left it sitting until I came back 16 years later. I have no idea. <laughs> she she invites you back over, and you think it's going to be on again, but then she hands you to, she hands you the plunger. And I'm like, to, to and get yeah, to I'm work. Like, I'm like, there's no way that she'll think I'll do this again. <laughs> and so I just load up on as many carbs as I can the night before. And, yeah, I like I said, I, I was waiting and waiting and waiting for her to bring it up, and she never did. But I have felt like an absolute coward and POS ever since I did that. I Going back, I probably still would have made the same move, but I do regret it because there was no way I was going to ask her to hand me a plunger. I feel like handing up the person that you're wanting to hook up with a plunger kills any kind of mood you have. Well, just think about if the, uh, if the roles were reversed. And she did like that she to you. She was in my house and she did that? Yeah, and then she said, hey, hand me a plunger, and you would have said, okay, and then 10 minutes later, you wouldn't have cared about what came out of a bottom. No, would've... I would have just probably handed her one single baby wipe and said, I'll be in the bed waiting for you. 
Yeah, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. So if everything is everything, but, you should have just. But there's could, no possible way she could have done to my bathroom when I did to hers. There's just no way. I could. Well, not not physically possible. <laughs> the diet I had of honey buns and chimichangas, there was no way. There's no way you haven't done that before, Jake. Messed up someone's bathroom. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of... But you didn't run out, did you? <laughs> um, I have never run out of a one-on-one situation like the one he's describing. No, I've not. Uh, the closest thing I've had... You should try that. Yeah. <clears throat> the closest thing I've had was I was at a, uh, a house party in Denton. In Denton. And, uh... <laughs> I uh, I went, it was like 2 a.m., and I went to the bathroom, really bad, bad scene, and uh, it was like a whole half bath, and I'm sitting on the toilet, and I can kind of like just faintly hear a noise from the super small shower, and I like open the curtain, and there's just like the lady who lives there. Oh! Taking a bath or something? She was asleep. In the tub? Yeah. Awa- I mean, not awake, but, like, clothed. Right. Yeah, but she had just, like, I guess, you know, ha fun time, drunk. She was just asleep in there, and I'm like, oh, man, I mean. And then, like, there was a point where it got kind of loud, and she, like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, sort of rustled about. I'm like, right. I don't know how much... <laughs> How many, you know, kilohertz I have left you for? Yeah, yeah. Do you think your turds were like smelling salts? I don't know, like she man. Like ap- passed out and then that, all of a sudden. From that point forward, I'm like, okay. I, I, ammonia butt? Yeah. I, you think I, she sprung out of the bathtub, Donovan, just fully alert? Yeah. She was totally passed out. Jake was dropping bombs. Hopped out on the penalty kill. She bust out the penalty box and kept on skating on the shift. Not good. Not good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, that's never happened to me, fellas. I'm sorry. I wish I could uh, share in your embarrassment. Well, you're but... young, Donovan. There's still time. <laughs> yeah, just wait. Now I have zero cares about what happens now because I would just yell it. She's fully invested now, so she can't leave me over poop. If she didn't yeah, leave no, me what, for, for what I did the first yeah, time, yeah. she's not doing. She's not going anywhere. What if you're at Janelle Monae's house and she's walking around? Oh man, with the things hanging, and that happens. You asking Janelle to bring you a plunger? Yes, I am. And you know what? I may ask to That's jump in the crazy. shower afterwards. Also, let's get this thing going. It's not like she doesn't do it. I wouldn't care. It's nature, man. It's nature versus nurture. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Not in this context. Yeah, I don't know what that means either. (laughs) I tried, Monty. I really did. It's it's late night ticket, you know? I know. I know. You just have to work our problems out sometimes. You just never know. You never know how it goes. 
You got any more poop stories for us? No. Okay. I'm, I'm just asking. We don't have to do that. We still have two and two hours and 15 minutes to go. I could take you to the T-Box with those, Donovan. I could take you all the way to the T-Box. <laughs> the T-Box? But I'm not. Damn. Yeah, two days away. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. We're flying through all day Friday programming. You're not going to hear the e-brake. <laughs> You're not going to hear a shuttle run. You're not going to hear just any of it. Monty poop story. It was me again. But it was this time when I was in a sophomore in college. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe uh, maybe we'll get this on uh, on work in progress. Maybe we need the girl on work in progress so we can hear from her and her side of the story and really actually tell her the truth about what happened. Uh, there's a very good chance this gets back to her because I'm almost positive either she's a P1 or her husband's a P1. So this could get back to her. Okay, well. not. I mean, I'm not breaking news to her. The only news that we've broken to her is that I acknowledge what a bitch I am about it. Right, right. And, uh, you know, the whole tackle box thing. But I'm pretty sure they'll get over that also. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, she's probably gotten medicine since then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Monty. Thank you, man. Go to bed. We appreciate you staying up with us. We needed that stuff. We needed that to get us through to five thirty. Good. Love you, boys. Love you too, Monty. That's old tuba lips, Justin Montemayor. You know what? I'll keep the wheel, Jake, when we come back, and I'll play the couple of songs we have to extend the sample powder to get to five thirty. That's next. Deep ticket. If you're early to bed and early to rise, you're lame because you're missing out on the Deep Night Ticket during the Woodford Reserve Musers Ticket Campound. Brought to you by Hegwood Property Tax Consultants and Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. It is 321 in the a.m. And it's the Deep Night Ticket, the Woodford Reserve Musers Ticket Campound. Brought to you by Hegwood Property Tax Consultants. Donovan and Jake here. We are going to take it until 5.30. We're going to hand it off to the Musers so they can have Friday fun out here at the compound, including the e-break and scatter shooting, e-news, the best hour of radio in the DFW Metroplex, hell in the country. I'm sorry, Jake, country. It's the 7 o'clock hour of the Musers program on Friday morning. But thank you to old Monty, old Monty Monty, for joining us. Let's get back into the music, Jake, if you don't mind. It's the sampler platter, and uh, I will continue with the uh, next couple of songs. I did play the uh, the formula by DOC before Justin joined us, and again, I would love to have him on the program to talk to him about what he did and what he accomplished in his rap career and his writing career and what he has up front and all that. I think if I just DM him, Jake, I may be able to make contact. I believe in you. But we'll try it. We'll get it done. All right, let's go to 1998. And it's a group that I saw perform. They opened for Lauren Hill back in the day. And they were so new and so raw that they didn't even open the curtains. It came out from behind the curtains. Curtains still closed. They just had two microphones, and they jammed their asses off. And now they are who they are, and it's outcast. So 1998, let's go to Spotty Adi Dope
Just Southern, great flow. It's not just about them, you know, rapping. Da, 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 That's just them putting their style out, man. And I just love this. They have Sleepy Brown. This is just the epitome of Outkast. 1998, Spotty Adi Dope So let's go to the sample. And I asked Gordon in uh, a job when I was putting this together, had they ever heard of this song from Genesis? And they said no. And it is Dancing with the Moonlight Night from 1973. Check it out. Me where my country lies, said the uniform to his true love's eyes. It lies with me, cried the queen of maybe. For her merchandise, he traded in his prize. Paper late, cried a voice in the crowd. What? Old man dies, the note he left was signed, Old Father Thames. It seems he's drowned. Selling England by the pound Citizens of hope and glory Time goes by, it's the time of your life Easy now, sit you down Chewing through your way. I feel like I'm about to find a gold key That unlocks a box of apples <laughs> Oh yeah Dude You just didn't expect this groove To be from the first minute 20 of this song So you hear that And then I'll go back to uh, Spotty Adi Dopealicious Like, that's a fine, dude. How do you find that? Where do you even begin to look? I remember the uh, I remember the documentary with uh, Tribe Called Quest and uh, Q-Tip, every city they went to. He just goes to the record store, and he's just Dig. flipping through vinyl, flipping through albums, and he just stopped at a cover that he likes. 
he'd get the album, go back to his room, and he's just listening to drums, listening to bass line, listening to everything. And he has no idea who the artist is or whatsoever. But that's how they find those samples, man. I just I just find that fascinating. All right, I'll go through uh, one more. I'll go. Okay, go ahead. Producer Jake One. Remember Freeway? I do. Freeway is what they play at the 76ers games all the time. Philly Freezer. Yeah, yeah. So Freeway was like, you know, one of those we talked about like uh, Dre game fifty. Freeway was like one of those dudes that like you thought was gonna come after Jay Z, like we we're gonna branch out. It didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. There's a couple like solid solo uh, solo albums. And what was uh, uh it was Freeway and uh, Young Chris, right? You got me. I don't was, know. Uh, anyways. There's always like a discerning That's the first part Who is this? This is. You want to guess? No. Johnny Taylor. <laughs> okay, okay. Am I high thinking Johnny Taylor's from Dallas? Oh, Texas. Oh yeah, dude, that's great. Ali. Man, I uh, okay, he. What do you got? He was born in Arkansas, but when he died in 2000, he died in Dallas. So he did live in Dallas. For some reason, I may have. I may have gone to school with like his kid or something, or Ken or something. My mom will be able to tell me. But yeah, let's call her. My mom? Yeah. Uh, there's no way she's up. She would answer the phone though, because it's a house phone. It's probably right there by. Her. But she'd be really mad. Yeah. If I'm asking about Johnny Taylor at three thirty in the morning, you know how that goes. That is that's three thirty in the morning. Is somebody something happened? I like, bet. you get nervous when the phone rings at this time. I bet my wife would answer, but she would kill us. 
my wife wouldn't answer. No. That that's what I meant. You wanna try? Not really. We have two, two hours. hours. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta think of something. I'm running out of songs here. We have to uh, do something. Uh, you oh break yeah, it? yeah. You, go, you got one more. I'll do go one ahead. more. Yeah, go ahead. I think I have a couple more. Let's see here. Oh, you know, you know this one. So, uh, Mac Miller, mm-hmm. you know I was going to go here. That's your guy, yeah. Uh, he had a, uh, what do you call that? Uh, like if you have like a fake name that you write under. Pseudonym. Uh, yeah, the ghostwriter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll go pseudonym. Uh, Larry Fisherman was the name of his uh, production okay. credit. All right. So he, uh, yeah. this is uh, Diablo. Yeah. Yeah. You already know the yeah. Diablo. yeah. Let that play a little yeah. bit. It's the rap Diablo. Macho when I drop flows. Bar gets raised up. It's me and Petey Pablo. Colder than gazpacho. Colder than the mano. Rapping head honcho. Rocking shows like I was Bono. I go. Play a couple keys on the piano. The industry a lie. All the promises were hollow. Follow me. I can show you where we bees at. How I get my G pass. None of your fucking beeswax. These raps. Bring a joint together like a kneecap. Up the little eight balls. Show me where the keys at. Champion him for a long time. And I don't know a ton about him. But every time you mention him. And every time I start looking and searching for tunes, I truly, truly like what I hear. Man, he like, was he was he was really good, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like they don't, the one video, they don't make him like that. Yeah, you know? the one video I saw is really, really well done. Like everything he has is pretty. A lot of thought. It's well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. So that is. Uh, Duke Ellington and oh, John yeah. Coltrane oh, in yeah. a sentimental mood. Dude, you know how I found out about that track? How? That was on an episode of The Cosby Show. Really? And it was one of those endings of the Cosby show where, you know, he and Claire Huxtable are doing something all cute and bubbly and all that stuff. And if I'm not mistaken, it's the episode where he goes into the kitchen to get an apple, cuts it up, and they're trying to feed each other. And she just shoves half an apple in his mouth toward the end as it goes to... uh, break at the end of the show and everyone's laughing and all that stuff so I think that may have been the first time I heard that song and wondered okay what is that song come and die with me cause everybody got their homies said everybody got their homies He's just like, uh, you know, he's one of those few dudes who, like, he, he, it feels like he was old. Yeah, that one hurt you. Oh, yeah, dude. I don't. That was, that, that might be the only one that ever. Uh, I think it, it may be more. You're young. It may be more artists that now that you, uh, 
you know, you get into it, that'll hurt you. But I, that right. one truly, In the future, yeah, but yeah. Like so far, so so far, yeah, yeah. Like Prince is the one that really truly yeah. affected me, and like similar sort of deal. Like, I mean, I knew the guy was sure, sure. It wasn't gonna be like uh, I was gonna go visit him when he was eighty-five. <laughs> It's like, all right, well. Did you ever see him in a concert? Uh, no. Yeah, that's the one that no. probably kind of gets you. He died it. when he was 26. I know, but still, I'm pretty there sure. There were he's, opportunities. Uh, right, right. He's open there for someone were. or something. He yeah. wasn't headlining tours, but no. he definitely was getting it out and there. And he, he was uh, by that time, but nah, I don't know. I have like a weird, I don't know, you and I have talked about this a little bit, but I'm like, it takes a lot to get me to go actually see somebody live now. You have to like stand up for a very long time. <laughs> well, Sometimes that's, I'm like, ah, I, don't I know, know. I know. I just it is a beating, but that's why you, uh, you know, you try to get seats to where people will sit down, and that's where I'm at the age yeah. now where there's not a chance in hell I want to stand up during a whole entire show, and I do get frustrated. And even sometimes I may just sit down anyway if they're in front of me just to kind of hear the music. Yeah. But I do, like, have in my mind, like, when we go to the Hollywood Bowl to see Snoop, that I will be standing up probably for the entire yeah. night. But that's the experience. But, no, no, I'm I'm normally with you. I, would, I, I usually lean toward, do I want to go? It's a beating, parking, you know, going in, fighting the crowd and all that. But then you do have some of those special acts yeah. that you have to go. And I think I'm more apt now to uh, – to go on to check it out okay let's take a break we'll continue with this i don't know if i told you you about the experience i had on the air about this one show that i went to where they don't even tell you who the hell is playing ah we'll do that we'll play more music it's the deep night ticket next here ticket anything goes and usually does during the deep night ticket Live from the Woodford Reserve Musers Ticket Campound. Brought to you by Hegwood Property Tax Consultants and Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. It's the Deep Night Ticket. The Woodford Reserve Musers Ticket Campound. Brought to you by Hegwood Property Tax Consultants. We are here until 5.30. We're going to hand it off to DJ and the 5-Minute Ticker. And then the musers will take over. And then it will be Friday morning at the campground. And all the fun and the yucks that come with that. Well, we're having the sample platter here. We're just kind of talking a little music, having a little fun. And before we get back into the music, I did tease about the one show that I went to. Speaking of, and, and you're right, I did have the mindset, Jake, of, yeah, you know what? If I had the choice, I probably don't want to spend the money and just go to a show. I uh, just don't want to be bothered. But there was something new that was going on that my wife said, you know what, maybe we can check this out. And it was called R&B Only. <laughs> and they don't tell you who's going to play. Like I can't remember how much the tickets were. I believe they were about $75, $80 a piece. But it was at the toyota music factory and it was like from three to ten so it was kind of like a festival and they had djs spinning tunes but then they would tell you guest appearances but they would never tell you who it is so we didn't get there at three o'clock we may have gotten there about five ish or something like that 
and we had missed uh, Tweet. And that's an artist that I've heard of. She okay. was kind of under Missy's wing. And she had a couple of hits. Oh, there goes my shirt up over my head. Just play it. All right. You know what? I can't find it. We have nothing. <laughs> we have all the time in the world. Uh, I don't even know if you'll recognize this song. I don't even remember uh, what year it came out. But I'm going to mute it because I promise you on YouTube there will be an ad before the song plays. Like, there it is right Yeah, there. I've I heard of that. It. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it probably can be one of the songs Degree. that's on the best. Oh, dude. Yeah. You heard the song? Yeah. So she had performed before we got there. And then they said there was another artist that had performed by I'd never heard of. So uh, when we got there, DJ was spinning, you know, trying to say, hey, we're all my 70s babies, 80s babies, just trying to get the crowd all into it. And then uh, Bobby Valentino comes out. And Bobby Valentino had some hits on his own, but he was mainly one of the guys that was singing the hooks of other songs. Uh, sung the hook of a Tupac song. Then I get up on the Oh, uh, Mrs. Yeah. Officer, Lil Wayne. He sung the hook to uh, Mrs. Officer. That's really? Bobby Valentino. Yeah. Right. Uh, so he performed. Okay, we've heard of him. They brought a couple of other people out you hadn't heard of, but the, I guess, headliner was Sunshine Anderson, and she sung a song. I heard it all before. It's one of those <laughs> kind of women anthem songs about, you know, cheating and all that stuff. But I just thought, like, I paid 75 bucks a ticket to go to a show that I had no idea who was going to perform. Like, they could have brought out you with a Casio, with a beat under it, singing songs. And, like, but I'm stuck. I'm done. I, I can't, you know, get my money back. And I don't know if that's ever. And you see now that I follow them on Instagram and they go to every city and they have. It was packed out there, too. They sold lawn seats jam-packed and i was like there's no way that could be the future of concert going to where you go to a show where you have no idea who the heck's going to perform like none yeah no way i don't i don't think i would have paid 75 bucks yeah now that i think about it it was the wife that it was wife initiated which because i had never heard about it ever hey can you put heat on yeah, like to, the movie. Go to Netflix. Heat? Yeah, we're we're watching. I don't know. Hancock. Yeah, that's Hancock. I know, but have you seen Hancock before? Yeah, I mean this part's appealing <laughs> because of Charlize. Yeah, but I mean mostly it's like I don't know, nothing's like happened in like an hour. No, you're right about that. Okay, uh, I. I know you had, maybe we'll do that in the next break, right? Oh, you want to do that here? No, let's do it in the next break. I'll play one more Is song. Is 75 the max? For that ticket? Yeah. No, for you to oh. go see something, you had no idea what it was. Yeah. I, if she Other than like a vague hand wave at the genre. Yeah, if she would have asked me, hey, it's $75, do you want to go? I probably would have said no. But she bought them and said, hey, we're going. So I'm like, okay. And checked it out and wound up having a good time. I did have to buy 
a eighty dollars hoodie. Because, have to. Yeah, because I didn't realize that the doors were going to be up and it was freezing in there, and I didn't have a jacket. So I had to buy the eighty dollar hoodie. So basically, that hundred and fifty for the ticket. That that show cost me like two hundred and forty, thirty, forty bucks because of the damn hoodie, and I was cold. All right, let's play one more song before you go to your phone call in the next break. Can we do that? You know, I love this dude. I, as a matter of fact, I was on the unticket, and I went to, you know, just searching around, and it came up for the uh, Minnesota Super Bowl when we had Buster Rhymes on. And I listened, I listened back <laughs> to that interview, and it was really good. I thought when, I, when we did it the first time, he, he – he contemplates his answers. He doesn't answer quickly, and I thought it was painful, the uh, pregnant pauses that he had before he answered it. But it wasn't like that when I listened back. It was great. He was awesome, and I love Buster. I saw Buster in New York in his hometown, Ugh. and it just elevated the performance probably 15-fold. But let's go to 1996 and listen to Wooha Got You All in Check. When I step up in the place, say yo, I step correct. I probably tell you this every time we play Busta Rhymes, and I usually have one Busta Rhymes song per sample platter that we do. But if you ever get a chance to look at him at a radio station in LA, freestyling for eight, not freestyling, singing to his music for eight minutes straight, it is worth every second. He is awesome. And he's changed his style, I think, from when he first started to just yelling and screaming to being more in the flow. And I I think he's on my top five rappers of all time. I love Buster Rhymes. So that's 1996. Wuha got you all in check from Buster Rhymes. And I picked this one because I think this is a really, really weird sample. Galt McDermott. Ever heard of Galt McDermott? I think it's uh, Galton. Galton? No. Okay. Go ahead. 1969, Bork. and the song is called Space. Check this out. song is only like a minute 45 and, but again I always ask how the heck does a producer know what this is figures this out and then says hey Buster 
listen to this beat. I bet you it's going to be dope for a record. And it does. And it is. And that's one of Buster's biggest hits, Woo High. This is Space by Galt McDermott from 1969 that gets to Woo High. Got you all in check. All right, we'll come back. I think we're going to talk to someone on the phone, right? Is that the case? I don't know. All right, well, we'll do something next. Deep Night Ticket. 